welcome to the unhidden message this is roderick today's podcast is called what's your assignment uh, a recorded message that i did for youth service so stay tuned hi um i just want to let you guys know um thank you for coming out but you know life is about choices everybody see that i mean you can choose be what you want to be in this world, right? We are in America, right? We're not in a um, communist state, at least not yet. <laughs> but we in free Texas. But you have a choice to make. And God loves you. How do we know that God loves us? Because what? He made us. Yeah, he made us, but he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, over 2,000 years ago. Correct. He died for us. Yeah, he did. Jesus went to the cross for you and me. He laid all his, all our sin, all our sickness and disease upon himself, so we don't have to bear that. So it was meant for us to go hang on a cross and look and get beaten. He was beaten so bad that people didn't recognize him, and that he did all that for us. The Bible says the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. So as Jesus was holding the cross, going to the, you know, Calvary, as he was holding the cross, just think about it for a moment, that he was thinking of us. Can you imagine that? That he was thinking of you tonight, knowing that you will be here in this Bible study, I mean, in this meeting tonight. And he saw you and said, these guys right here are worth it. These guys right here are worth it. And I'm going to go to the cross, and I'm going to die for them. And Today, he gives us, give us a choice. You know, we have two plans in life. And I'm going to share with the two plans that he, um, the, that God has for you. It's two plans. One, the enemy has one plan for your life. And God has a plan for your life. And I want to show you through scripture that the, the plan of God that he has for your life right now. It's not 20, 10 years from now. It's not 20 years from now right now because time is running out and Jesus has a plan for you guys lives even at your age right now so I'm going to share a scripture out of the Bible now just give you a tip that as you read your Bible read it as if you know God is speaking directly to you obviously he was speaking through other men and women of God throughout the Bible right but read the Bible as he was speaking directly to you even though we're about to read Jeremiah 29 you know, verse 11 through 13. And it was talking about the Israelites getting, uh, coming up, you know, going into captivity. I take it as he was speaking to me, even though he was in the Old Testament. Every scripture that I read, I use, I replace their name with my name. And he's speaking directly to the writer. So this is the plan that God has for you. But not only I'm going to read this scripture, it's a famous scripture that everybody loves. But I'm going to continue on from the next two verses out of that to show you. Um, what you can do and the perfect will that I want you guys to have for your life. God wants you to walk in the perfect will for your life. The perfect will. He wants you to do everything according to his plan because his way is perfect. It says that in Psalms 18. So, Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says this. It says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. The plans for good and not for disaster. To plan to give the to give you a future and a hope, and people stop there. 
But if you continue on reading, it says this is that in those days, when you pray, I will listen. And if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. And the next one says, and I will be found by you, says the Lord. So it says, in those days when you pray, somebody say, when I, when I pray. There you go. He said, I will listen. So the eyes of the Lord are looking to and fro throughout the whole world. Looking for someone he can show himself strong into. Whose heart is loyal to him. Who has given him 100%. Who has surrendered their life to him. And I believe that everybody that's under the sound of my breath has um, surrendered their life to Jesus. But he says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me and I'll be found by you. See, God has a plan for your life. The Bible says before God formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you and he has a plan for your life. And throughout scripture, we read that how God used great men and women of God at a youthful, youth age. So it's not like, oh, when I give my life to Jesus, I have to wait 30 years for him to use me. No, he can use you right now at your particular age. He can use you in the schools that you're in. You can make an impact. Wherever you're at right now, you can make an impact for Jesus. And that's what I want to encourage you with today. Because it's a time that's coming. We're seeing what's going on in the world right now. And I know many of you probably look at the news and look at what's going on. And you're wondering, like, it's getting more crazy by the day. Um, you know, two years ago, it wasn't this crazy. I mean, I know in North Carolina, we even have like earthquakes and different weird stuff that's happening. And maybe you, you are happy, you, know, you think it's yourself, maybe you're not talking to your parents about it, but you have it in your spirit. You're like, something is going on. Like, I can't put my tongue on it. Like, I can't know, you know, I read, you know, I heard about it. And, you know, maybe when I grew up about the, the Bible, things like that, I heard about different things. But I want to let you know tonight. That those things that's happening in the, in the world right now are signs of Jesus' return. And he is coming back, but he's raising up an army. And I'm looking at an army that he's raising up at, at a youthful age. See, I didn't get my life to Jesus until I was 26 years old. But I'm looking at all of you guys as teenagers. Just look how much he can use you right now. Look how much he can be an example for your life. So I want to let you know that you know, it's a joy to serve the Lord. You know, we're not talking about religion here. You're not sitting here. I want you guys to be smiling. I want you guys to be upbeat. That's why I play those upbeat songs. The praising like he was dancing earlier. Those are the things you do for Jesus just because what he has done for us. Like I said, if you don't have nothing to be thankful for, you do. Because he woke you up this morning from number one. You're breathing oxygen. It's air. You're walking. You're talking. You have your five senses. So that's something you can be thankful for. So, like I said, it's two plans. That it's two choices you can make in life. And the Bible states clearly those two plans. God has a plan for your life, and Satan has a plan for your life. The Bible says in John 10:10, 10, 10, this makes it real simple. The enemy, Satan, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I might come that you might have life. And life more abundantly. So, those are the two plans. The enemy comes to your life to what? The low average is still killing the short, right? Jesus come that you might have life, that you might have joy, that makes you have peace. Those are the two, two plans 
And today, tonight, you have to make a decision. Which plan will I pursue? Which plan will I pursue? Because he laid it out for you in scripture that it's two plans that people take in life. And a lot of people might think like, I have friends that's in school, they're not bad people. They're not bad people. But you understand that if you're not born again, if you don't give your life to Jesus, the Bible says in John 3, 3, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So the thing is, you have to surrender your life afresh. You have to be a new creation in Christ. And when that happens, it puts you on the path that God has for you, the plan that he has for you. If not, that path will eventually lure to the plan that Satan has for you. And I want to read you a scripture. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. It's the first book, one of the first books in the Bible. After Genesis, we got Exodus, Leviticus. Man, you know. I got you first. Right here. Don't close it. It's gonna be on the right. So it says this in verse 19 of Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. He says, I'll call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, and I have set before you life and death. Somebody say life and death. There you go. Blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Somebody say, choose life. Choose life. That both you and your descendants may live. That you may love the Lord your God. And that you may obey his voice. And that you may cling to him. For he is your life. And the length of your days. And that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give them. So, I want you to let you know that God told us, told us right here to choose life. He wants you to choose life tonight. He wants you to choose life. Why? Because he has a great plan for your life. But you might not know what's that plan for your, for your life right now. That's why we have the word of God. To know the unknown will of God, we got to know the known will of God. What's the known will of God? The known will of God is his word. We read his word and know that he said, obey my voice cling to me and watch what happens that's exactly what happened to me it says obey my voice trust me and watch what happens if you obey God he will reveal more and more to you if you obey God you will notice that he's directing your steps the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord so you understand that as you obey God he will tell you go left go right don't hang out with this person hang out with that person don't do this. Take that job. Don't take that job. Go to this school. Don't go to that school. Date that person. Don't date that person. You'll notice that as you obey God, he's going to what? Protect you from certain things in your life. You're looking at a person that for me, you know, I could not obey God. I could have made a decision to do my own thing. But what happened was in Orlando, I got saved in Orlando, Florida. From there, I was doing a business. Uh, music, I want to do my own music festival. Anybody been to a music festival before? Anybody? No, you never have? Been to one. Okay. So I was going to do my own Christian music festival. And as I was pursuing that, I had a, <laughs> the Lord called me to the ministry through a dream. 
And what happened was, from that dream I had, he told me to go to Bible school in Tampa, Florida. And that's exactly what happened. You know, I could have made a decision not to do that. I could have made a decision to stay in Orlando, Florida, and continue on doing my own thing. But what happened was, what I'm talking about obedience. Somebody say obedience. Obedience. Okay, great job. That's what happened. So what happened was I left Orlando, Florida, and moved to Tampa, Florida, to go to Bible school. And from that point, that's why I found out about where I'm going now to Africa, to Tanzania. I found out about a missions team in Orlando, Florida. I mean, in Tampa, Florida, the same month that I arrived at the Bible school. That was obedience. I obeyed His voice. If I never obeyed the voice of God. I would have never been at the place I'm at right now, going to Tanzania, living there, preaching the gospel. Never would have happened in a million years. No, why? Because I, I didn't. I would not have never obeyed the first step. So, so when he obeyed, when when I obeyed the first step, that's when he unlocked the next step for my life. So that was the same month that I found out about the the team I'm going to, um, with called Overland Missions. I found out about that team, and. Two months later, actually, I was, I was kind of ignoring the voice of God to that point. And I said, you know, Lord, I know you're calling me overseas, but I don't have a passport. I don't have nothing, never been overseas, don't have a family uh, that went overseas or anything like that. So what happened was, you know, two months went by and I had a dream of Africa. And when I had a dream of Africa, anybody had a dream before? A vivid dream that you can remember? All right, so that's what happened. I had a dream. Anybody played with Google Earth before? Google Earth on your phone? Played that before? No. The thing is, like, that's what the dream was. I saw Google Earth and it, and it zoomed on Africa. And from that moment, I knew that I was called overseas to Africa. And I want to let you know that your age, don't look at your age, you know. Trust me, if I was your age right now and sitting in this service, I was like, I'll be clinging on to the word because I want to know what God has called me to do. Why am I here on earth? Maybe you have that question tonight. Like, why I'm here on earth? Like, what is the exact plan that God has for me? And you're wondering that. I had that same decision. And I had that, you know, I was thinking those same thoughts in my mind. Like, why I'm here? Like, I understand my parents are making me go to this service on Friday nights. Sometimes I don't even feel like going. But why my parents are making me do this? And you may be having those thoughts right now, but these things are, these moments are not wasted moments because why? Because as you're hearing the word of God, as you're hearing testimonies, like I just shared, the Lord can speak to you during this time. That's the exact thing he did for me. He spoke to me in a service, similar to this, you know, with more people. Uh, but it was in that service that he, he spoke to me and said, I want you to join that mission team. And that's exactly what happened. So I want to let you know that God can use you right now. So, He can use you right now. And I want to let you know that He can use you right now. And I want to look at the Bible for example, how He used, how God was moving through Apostle Paul and speaking to Timothy, a youth, you know, a person of uh, youth. And I want to read out of 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. So, yeah, your Bibles can you turn that with me. Um, out of 1 Timothy. 
chapter 4, verses 12 through 16. thinking in your mind like can God really use me at my age it says this in 1st Timothy chapter 4 verses 12 it says don't let anyone think of you because you are young be of a good example to all believers in what you say and the way you live in your love in your faith and in your purity he said until I get there focus on reading the scriptures to the church encouraging the believers and teaching them it said, do not neglect the spiritual gift you receive through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. And it says, give your complete attention to those uh, these matters. Throw yourself in the task so that everyone will see your progress. And it says right there, I like what it says, is that don't let anyone think you um, think less of you because you are young. So you have to be an example for Jesus at your, uh, at your school. Think about it. People are looking at you. I mean, even when I was in, in school, middle school, high school, people was looking at me. I played sports, I played basketball. And people was looking at me, even though I didn't notice, but people was looking, up, looking at me. And just imagine if I was a Christian during that time, how much people I could have impacted during that time. But now, God can use you too, right now. He can use you right where you are. And you could be a witness for Jesus in your age group. And people will look at you and say, man, you know, why are you happy? You know, why are things going good for you? Why every time, everything you touch is blessed? Why are those things happening in your life? And you can say, it was Jesus. Look what he, can, look what he did for me. He can do it for you. And you can be an example for Jesus, just like how... Uh, Timothy was an example for his generation in the Bible. You are the same as that way for this generation, this last day generation. And I want to encourage you, be an example for Jesus. Where you at? You have to be bold. And I'm going to get into the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit and baptism of the Holy Spirit and the fire will give you that boldness to be a witness in your school. You know, we're, we live in a, a world today that downplay Christianity and think we're just a religion. We're, Christianity is not a religion. We serve Jesus. He's alive. He's not dead. I don't serve a dead God. I'm not up here wasting my time if Jesus is dead or, you know, he didn't die for me. I'm, I'm, why will I be up here? I'm not wasting my time. I would be wasting my time to go all the way to Africa living there for five years if Jesus never rose from the dead. I want to tell you, he did. He defeated the enemy. He defeated Satan. The one I said earlier in John 10, 10, that he comes to steal, kill, and destroy but Jesus said, I have won the victory. Thanks be to God that has given me the victory through Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you today that there, this life in Christ is victory. Somebody say victory. Come on, say victory. The victory. Yes, it's victory. It's joy. It's peace in Christ. And you got to have a revelation of that. Even at your God's age right now, you got to have a revelation of that. And you have to what? Stay in the word. Stay in this word. 
clinging to the word. And like he just said, he said earlier in Deuteronomy chapter 30, I, the day I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. I want you to choose life, but you have a free will to choose. You can, a lot of people choose death. A lot of people are dying right now and going to hell. Hell's a real place. Heaven's a real place. And everybody in this, on the side of my breath, at an age now where you can make a decision to choose life or choose death. And I encourage you tonight to choose life and watch. You might be looking crazy by yourself. Thinking like, I'm the only Christian in my school. I'm the only one serving Jesus 100%. But I want to let you know that as you serve God, as you be bold for Jesus, watch what happens. People are going to start to look and say, something's different about you. And watch what happens as more and more people will follow you and do exactly what you're, what you're doing. And another thing I want to let you know that you have to give it your all when you serve Jesus. We're not, he told me when I got saved, he said, Roger, give me 100%. Not 99%, not 98%, not 87%. He said, Roger, give me 100%. And that is what he wants you to do. Give him everything, 100%. And I, tonight, I want to encourage you that. Choose life. And the reason that you might say, like, man, I already gave my life to Jesus, Roger. But you got to say it's a prophecy that in this same book, in, in Timothy, then he said, in the last days, many will fall away from the faith. Many that fall away. How can you fall away from the faith if you never had the faith? If you was never a Christian, how can you fall away? Like you, those are the people that was serving Jesus, was you know on fire for Jesus, but they fell away. They stopped serving Jesus, and the path to that is hell. But today I have good news. Good news that you. Can stay consistent with Jesus. You can stay on fire for Jesus 24 7, 365 days in a year. You can stay on fire for Jesus. What's another example of Jesus calling somebody at a youthful age? What's another example? Jeremiah. God called Jeremiah at a young age. And I want to read that um, scripture real fast. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4, starting at verse 4. Jeremiah chapter 1, starting at verse 4. It says this, it says, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you was born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, God, our Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. Right then and there, he, he, he said, I'm a youth. He started to make what an excuse, and God did not call us to make any excuses. But the Lord said to me, He says, He said, Do not say that I'm a youth, for you shall go to whom I send you, and whatever I command you, you should, uh, shall speak. And do not be afraid of their faces, for I would um, be with you. I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. And then it, then it says, This is Then the Lord put forth His hand and touched my mouth. Then he said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth, and see, I have set you this day over you, over the nations, over the kingdoms, to root out, to pull down, to destroy, um, to destroy and to throw down, and to build, and to plant. He said right there, he said, I have put my words in your mouth. That is key. When you go out and be a witness for Jesus, and you will be a... Uh, 
maybe you know you'll be a servant of Jesus. He's gonna put His words in your mouth to say. Many a times I, I've been out on the street witnessing, and I walk into somebody. I, I know the beginning words to say, but normally I don't know exactly what to speak to that person. But as I began to open my mouth and began to speak just what the Lord has put in me, He started He starts to speak through me, and that person. 99% of the time surrender their life to Jesus but initially when I walk up to that person I don't know exactly what to say to that person but the Lord knows because what we just read that before he formed you in your mother's womb he knew you that is good news that knows that he has a great plan for your life you're not just on earth just wasting away like going to sleep waking up going to school and saying thank God I can't wait to get to Friday I can't wait to get to Friday then Monday comes, you say the exact same thing. I can't wait to get to Friday. That's not the life that he wants you to live. He wants every day to be a great day. You wake up with every day with expectation. He wants every day to be a, a testimony, a living testimony. And that can only be by standing out and stepping out and say, Lord, here am I. What do you want me to do? Even at my age, what do you want me to do? That's great news because he used... Like I just read, he used Jeremiah, he used Timothy. All of those people he used at a young age. So we cannot make excuse on, Lord, I'm, I'm young. You know, I, I don't have this ability. Maybe I, you know, I stutter when I talk. You look at a person, me, I was shocked. Before I gave my life to Christ, I would not be standing up here with a mic, man. I would not be outside talking to somebody else about Jesus. None of those things, man, like sitting here right now. <laughs> I would not have been doing it. But if something happened to me when I had an encounter with Jesus, just like Apostle Paul, one well, two-thirds of the New Testament, had an encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. Same guy that persecuted the church. He was killing Christians, you know, doing all these things, but he had an encounter with Jesus. And that's what I want to introduce you to tonight, the Jesus of the Bible, not this Jesus of religion. We serve a God, he's alive, and he has a great plan for your life. And when I surrendered my life to Jesus and I had an encounter with Jesus, everything changed. I was no more timid. I was no longer timid. Fear, a man went away. Fear of death went away. All those things went away. Because he sends the Holy Spirit. He said, Jesus said, when, when I go, don't go anywhere. Don't go to another uh, country. Don't go talk about me to anybody else until the Holy Spirit comes. Says that in Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Do not go anywhere until the Holy Spirit comes. And that's exactly what He encourages us to do in this hour and day that we live in. We need the Holy Spirit. And you might ask, you might think to yourself right now, like, how can I be bold for Jesus? Like, how can I stand out and be on fire for Jesus and serve Him in my school and be mocked? Because Christianity now, you see right now, persecution is increasing. Like, my pastor in Tampa got arrested. Uh, pastor in Canada got arrested. I just seen a video that uh, a pastor in the um, UK got arrested for street preaching. You can see that Christianity, people are hating Christianity. Jesus said it's the same thing. He said, people will hate you because you serve me. That was one of the prophetic things he said in the last day, right before I return. Persecution will increase. And you gotta understand that as you're at a young age, a lot of people in your school will mock you for being a Christian. Oh, you're a Christian? Oh, you know, Jesus, he ain't really died. You know, 
want you to serve another God or won't you stop doing that? Oh, you don't want to drink? Oh, you saving yourself from marriage? Why are you doing those things? Because it's out of not out of religion. I'm talking about a relationship. Just like you have a relationship with your parents. You, do, you don't do certain things to hurt your parents. Because why? Because you love them. I serve Jesus not a religion. I don't do things because I'm afraid that he's going to strike me down. I don't do those things because when he tells me, I know he's doing that for my protection. And he loves me and I love him. So I don't do those certain things. Saving myself from marriage. Uh, doing what I'm doing, going overseas to Africa. I'm doing those things because I love him. Not because I, it's, a, it's a requirement that he, he's doing it. If, he, if I don't do it, he's going to strike me down. No. God has a perfect plan for your life. You got to get in your mind right now that God loves me. He has a great plan for my life. And once you get that in your mind, you'll realize that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. His, his plan for your life to go in and, and get you messed up, get you in a wrong relationship, get your life so off track that the path that he has you, it will be hell. So, I want to encourage you that the next thing that you have is that one of the things that you need is a must. It's the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. It's a must. To make it in the days ahead, you need that. You need the Holy Spirit. It says this in Acts 1.8. He said, but you shall receive power. Somebody shout power. Power. Thank you. And when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. He said, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will receive power to be a witness. Power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The evidence that you receive the Holy Spirit, you will speak in a heavenly language. And maybe you're listening to me right now. You said, I never was, you know, baptized in the Holy Spirit. But a, boat, a holy boldness will come in you. You'll be able to have a power to go out in the streets, go out in your schools and be a witness to you. I mean, to your friends and your family members. And they would see the distinction. When I gave my life to Christ, and before I gave my life to Christ, it's two totally different people. Two totally different people. They looking at me, it's like, that's not the same writer that I knew six years ago. Something happened. And when I gave my life to Christ, and when I received the Holy Spirit, that is what gave me, that gave me boldness to be a witness to Jesus. Witnessing in dark places throughout the neighborhoods. Doing outreaches like how y'all, how you guys met me uh, three weeks ago. Doing those outreaches, all those things, and boldness, and, and at peace, and happy. I'm doing all those things because what? I received a free gift that Jesus had for me. It's a free gift. And that gift is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like an engagement ring. Like anybody seen an engagement ring that a, a man gives a woman? He gives that woman an engagement ring. Why? Because he said, listen. In a few months or weeks, depends. He said, I will come back and I will marry you. We're going to get married. This is a promise. And notice that I'm coming back to get you. And the same thing was with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and it shows us that as we, it shows that Jesus is coming soon. This is a promise. He's given us a snippet. He gave us a gazing ring, which is the Holy Spirit. And it symbolizes that I'm coming soon. I'm coming to get you my kids. I'm coming to get you. But you're going to have to do some, do, do some things for me. In the meantime, you have to occupy until I come. And you got to do the assignment that he has for your life. Now, I found my assignment 
for my life by the grace of God. And I want you guys tonight to be thinking in your spirit, like, why I'm here on earth? Like, what is exactly my assignment that God asked me? And if you're thinking of that right now, you know, speak to the Lord. Like, why I'm here on earth? And that's what, what, that was what I was crying out. You know, three years ago, I was crying out, like, Lord, why I'm here on earth? Okay, you called me to the ministry. What do you want me to do in the ministry? Oh, you called me to the nations. Okay, where you are calling me to the nations? Africa. Okay, we're in Africa. <laughs> you got to get in detail with God because he will get in detail with you. So you got to get to the details of the things and he will show you the things to come. Amen? Amen. Amen. So you need the Holy Spirit to survive in the days to come. I want everybody that I'm see right now, I want everyone to make heaven. I want all of you guys, when you stand in front of the Lord, He's going to say either two things to all of us. He's going to say, number one, He's going to say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter now to the joy of the Lord. Or, number two, He's going to say, Depart from me. I never knew you. You do not want to hear number two. I don't want to hear number two. That's why I'm obeying everything that God is telling me to do. I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter now to the joy of the Lord. And I want the exact same thing for you guys to hear. And once he tells you that, Simon, it's going to be a joy. The joy comes from knowing what God has called you to do. The perfect will of God. Once you get in the perfect will of God, and once you get into his word, and you start renewing your mind to the word of God, you will notice that once he, once you receive what God has for you, and you're like, oh, man, today I woke up and the Lord gave me a dream. Oh, man, he gave me a vision. Oh, man, the pastor confirmed something to me. Man, I, man, I'm called to be a worship leader. I'm called to be a pastor. I'm called to be a missionary. I'm called to do this. And, and you'll start to see that's a joy that will start to overwhelm you. And every time you go to mention to somebody, it's like, hey, man, what, what are you called to do? You're like, I'm, I'm, the Lord called me to be a doctor. He called me to be a scientist. You know, and you're like, and you're, it's a joy that comes upon your face. And you will notice, like, wow, I can tell that that is exactly what God's called you to do. And that's where the joy comes from. So I want you to encourage you guys today that a joy, the joy comes from knowing what God has called you to do and getting that assignment from the Lord. But the main thing I want you guys to receive from this is not only your assignment that he has for you, but a boldness to be a witness through the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, I want to ask you guys, your assignment changes everything. It's going to be people that's going to depend on you to fulfill your assignment. It's people that's waiting on me to fulfill my assignment that he has for me. And exactly what you do, exactly what God's called you to do, that's when everything changes at your schools. That's when everything changes in your life, in your family. That's when everything changes. But it's an important question I um, want to ask you guys. If everybody can just bow your head and close your eyes real fast for me. I don't know what's been going on in your life the past these couple weeks. I mean, maybe some things that you've been holding in. 
and holding from your parents, from anybody, everybody else. And the only person that knows is God, really. He sees everything. He knows your heart. He, he, he sees your thoughts. He knows the intent of your heart. He knows the exact plan that he has for your life. He knows everything about you. Even the number of hair, hairs on your head. He knows the exact fingerprints. He knows the steps you take. He knows everything about you. And I want you guys to know that it's about a relationship. A relationship that he, has, he wants for you, with you. With the Father. That's why God sent his only son, so we can have a relationship with him. So that's you. If you fit in these three categories that I'm about to say, you know, just be bold and be honest. And there's not too many people in here. <laughs> uh, but tonight, if you're listening to me and you want to surrender your life to Jesus afresh, like maybe you're listening to like, I gave my life to Jesus, but I'm talking about 100%. I'm talking about there's some things in my life that I was holding back. But tonight, I give everything to him, and I want to know exactly why he called me on, um, on this earth and why he placed me here, right here in Texas. Like, I want to know everything that he has for my life. And maybe that's you. And maybe you're um, saying to yourself, man, I was serving Jesus, but something happened, and I turned away from him, and I'm not serving him no more. But I want to let you know tonight that God has a, uh, never left you. He has never forsaken you. And he has a great plan for your life. And he wants you to return home tonight to rededicate your life to Christ. And maybe, lastly, you're thinking to yourself like, man, God forbid if I die this very second, I do not know without a shadow of doubt that I go to heaven. Like, when I go to sleep, Satan lies to me and put thoughts in my head like, you're not going to make heaven. You're not surrender your life to Jesus. Maybe you're having those thoughts. You just don't know without a shadow of a doubt that I will go to heaven. But tonight, we have good news. Tonight, you can know without a shadow of a doubt that you can make heaven. So if that's you, if you, you know, want to rededicate your life to Jesus, you want to give him everything, 100%, because out of your obedience, as you give him 100% and unlocks that perfect will that he has for your life. And thirdly, you may be having thoughts in your mind that I do not know if, if I die right now, I do not know. I don't have that full assurance in my heart that I'll go to heaven. If that's you, and that's saying, that's me, that's speaking to me, I want you just to raise a hand real fast. Just raise your hand. All right, two hands right there. Three hands, okay. Anybody else? Now raise your hand and say, I do not know without a shadow of doubt. I do not know. I do not know without a doubt. That I'll go to heaven. Oh, God, if that's you. If you raise your hand, I want you to stand up. Okay. Thank you. But I'm going to give a second call as well. That who want to know God's plan for their life? Who want to know God's plan for your life? You guys, you want to know? Do you want to know God's plan for your life? Do you want to know? You do? Okay. Well, after I pray with them, I'm going to give a second call um, regarding that. Okay, so you guys can come a little bit forward, a little bit with me. You stop right there, okay? And just raise your right hand to Jesus, okay? All right, and just say this prayer with me, all right? 
Just say this prayer with me. Just say, Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus I surrender. I surrender. A hundred percent. Of my life to you. Of my life to you. Jesus, thank you. Jesus, thank you. That you died for me. That you died for me. Jesus, I believe. Jesus, I believe. That you have risen from the dead for me. That you risen from the dead for me. And that you're coming back again for me. That you're coming back again for me. Just say, reveal your assignment for my life. Reveal your assignment for my life. And just say, baptize me. Baptize me. With your Holy Spirit. With your Holy Spirit. And your fire. And your fire. And just say, I am saved. I am saved. I am born again. I am born again. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. And I'm on my way to heaven. I'm on my way to heaven. Because I have Jesus in my heart. Because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. Amen. I just want you to stay up here. And if you if you want to know God's uh, plan for your life, you can stand up with me. And I want you, I want to give a call for a consecration prayer. You can God can say it too. This is a consecration prayer. That Lord. I'm going to do exactly whatever you want me to do. Amen. Okay, so I want you guys, if you want to step forward, just two steps. All right, you can start right now. And I want you to say, oh, you know, say this prayer with me. This is a consecration prayer to the Lord tonight. And just say this with me and say, Jesus, Jesus, I will go where you want me to go. I will go where you want me to go. I will do what you want me to do. I will do what you want me to do. I will say what you want me to say. I will say what you want me to say. I will be what you want me to be. I will be what you want me to be. Say not my will. Not my will. But your will. But your will. Be done. Be done. Amen. 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 Just pray for you guys real fast. And we'll close out. But it's important to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's important to receive that. And I want you guys to receive that tonight. I want to just lay my hands on you. But if you still you feel something bubbling out of your stomach, just speak it out. I'm going to start speaking in this and praying in the spirit as well. But this is a must that we need, especially at your age. Anybody can receive it. You guys at your age can receive it. You can receive it. You can receive it. Anybody can receive it. But this is what changed my life. This, this is what changed everything for me. This is what gave me a boldness. That's what burned out the fear of man, the fear of death, the fear of everything. Fear is a spirit that's sent from hell. But tonight, that fear can leave. And you could be a witness for your school, for your family, for everybody. So I want you to say this prayer real fast. Just say, Jesus, Jesus, baptize me. Baptize me. With your Holy Spirit. With your Holy Spirit. In your fire. In your fire. Right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it right now. Receive it. Receive it right now. Receive it right now in Jesus' name. Fresh fire in Jesus' name. It comes from here, not from your mind. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Fresh fire. Receive it, receive it right now. Everything goes. Any timidity, any fear, it goes. You can be like Esther was in the Bible, a bold woman of God. And the Lord is calling you to do great things for him. But like we talked tonight, talked about tonight, it's about a choice. It's about choosing. Life or death, blessings or cursing. And God has given you a free will to choose. Do you want 
the perfect will for your life for what he asked for you or you just want something mediocre i mean but the lord loves you and he wants you to choose the perfect will for your life that he has for you and watch what happens it's a joy to serve the lord receive it's a joy to serve the lord amen Amen. And you know what he said? You got some. He said you got some.